Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velosos, and you're listening to Soul Organized Style Podcast. Grab a cuppa for today's podcast with Amanda. Soul Organized Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognizes the continuing connection to lands, waters, and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Thanks for letting us into your sewing room today. One of our very first Insta sewing challenges I did was hashtag BPSewVember in 2014. That was because Amanda ran it all those years ago. Amanda's here today and we can delve into what motivates our girl, Bimble and Pimble. Let's give a warm welcome to Amanda. Hi, Maria. How are you? Good. How are you going? Oh, I am doing very well on this cold and rainy night here in Canberra. The weather's just changed this week. It's just crazy. It's been quite the shift. We had a lovely 28 degree day and then it was 12 degrees and I swear it was sleeting. It probably wasn't, but it definitely felt that way. Any fog? Uh, No, surprisingly. So I have my fingers crossed because I'm really looking forward to getting to wear some sundresses and some shorts because this winter has been long. Yeah, it has. Good to hear. So let's start off. How do most people know you on social media? They would know me as Bimble and Pimble, I guess, which is the name of my blog and the name of my Instagram and also the name of my much-loved, dearly departed puppies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a great big dog nerd. So when I was trying to find a blog name, it was kind of the thing that came to me. That's good. You know, your original pets and your current pets feature quite prolifically on Instagram as well. So that's really good. Yep. I am a lady who is... Very besotted with her pets. If you follow me, you would see Beanie, who is my two and a half kilo Brussels griffin, who looks like a tiny Ewok and loves a striped jumper. And they might know Muppet, my kitten, who is on there as well. Basically, I realised my feed is just sewing and my pets. And, you know, I'm not mad about that. Your sewing is very inspiring. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. Are you solely a sewing or knitting person? Because I've seen you knit before. Look, I would say, in all honesty, my practice is, oh, that sounds very fancy, doesn't it? My practice. (laughs) Um, My practice is probably about 95% sewing and 5% knitting. I kind of go through periods with knitting where I, I really love knitting socks. So I go through these periods where I just want to make socks. But then I get to the heel and then I know it takes like two hours. So I never quite finish it. But I also like having portable projects. So having like having socks is really great if you've got like appointments and you can just sit and knit. But let's be honest, sewing, it's my true love. Like we've been seeing each other for quite a while now. And I think I'm coming up, I think, on my 10-year anniversary, Or maybe that was last year. Time has no meaning with COVID. I think I read somewhere that you started back into sewing in 2011. 
and it was to do with your wedding dress. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad you've said this, <laughs> um, which it's also kind of awkward because it's my wedding anniversary on Thursday. So thank you for that reminder. Yes, yeah, so that was how I got back into sewing. So I had done a little bit of sewing like the obligatory, make a pair of boxer shorts and year eight home ec. And I had this vague idea I wanted to be a chef for like three minutes. So I left sewing behind and did cooking through the rest of high school. But at university, I started to do a little bit of sewing as well there and started to make really simple A-line skirts, like no pattern, just cut triangles and put in a dodgy zip using fabric from this amazing cheap store in town. I remember I had this really cool skirt I made one day because we were going bowling that was, stick with me, we're going on a journey here. It was grey. It was a cowboy print, like 1970s cowboy print, flannelette that I added a grey fringing to because it was the 90s and I was grungy, go with it. So I did like a little bit of that through university and then I started teaching. So I, I was a history and drama teacher and anybody who's been a teacher will know that those first few years are super duper rough and there's no free time. So sewing kind of got put to the side and it wasn't until I moved down to Canberra and my wedding was coming up and I found the most beautiful 1950s tea dress on Etsy and it was $2,000 and I did not have the budget for it. And I begged a friend of mine who sewed prolifically and said, could you help me make this? And we gave it a go. And it was this beautiful project over the course of a couple of months where I got to make my dress and we did fittings. And it was a big journey for her because she had to learn how to do a full bust adjustment and she had no idea what she was doing. And I had no idea, but we'd go out to her farm and we'd just um, have cups of tea and we made this dress and it was just such a, a beautiful act of creation. And it was also one of the few times that my brain actually quietened down so I could just focus on the act of making something and slow down and calm down, which if you've met me, is quite a rare thing <laughs> um, to just kind of focus and get it done. And we made this dress and it was gorgeous and it kind of lit this fire under me. And then I got a new job a couple of months later and I had like a little break period over Christmas before I started. And I thought, why not try and make yourself like a super cute matching wardrobe? And decided to pull out my mum's old sewing machine that I dragged around for years and gave it all a bash. There was some hot messes, but it was so much fun. And I had the little Colette sewing book and I just went bananas. And yeah, that was so that was 20, end of 2011. I think my first blog post was like December 31st, 2011. So you discovered sewing through a need and it was slow sewing as well. And the good thing about living in Canberra is that you are so close to farmland. Yeah, we're really really out in the middle of nowhere sometimes. My husband and I actually were long distance for several years and I used to fly down and the first time that we went out to where we used to live at night, I flew down, he already lived there and we were driving out to the house from the airport and it was a good like half an hour trip and I started to freak out at one point because Canberra is so beautifully spread out and we're driving through and I'm like, where are we going? We are driving through farmland. There are no lights. And I was suddenly completely freaking out. It was fine. The house was great. You know, we've been together a long time now, but it's really interesting living down here because we don't have access to a lot of boutique fabric stores and notions. When I see people going, 
oh, I've made this beautiful coat. I'm going to go down and get like the buttonhole person to sew it. I'm like, buttonhole person? I have Spotlight and two quilting stores. Do go on. <laughs> so next time you're in Sydney. Anyway. I will be calling you for sure. <laughs> now that leads to the CBR sewing crib. A couple of times you've come up to Sydney on the bus for events and to do a bit of shopping. Yes. Moving to Canberra was a huge shift for me because I'm a Queensland girl by heart, grew up on the coast, spent the first 25 years of my life there. And I moved down to Canberra and the only person I knew was my now husband. And I have to be really honest, Canberra, love you, beautiful place, gorgeous seasons, come to Canberra in spring, it's magic. But that first probably three years was really lonely. It was so, so hard. It's quite a transient city. So trying to find people and make friends. People come into the government graduate program and leave really quickly. So people form really tight friendship groups. And I was dreadfully lonely. I'm quite extroverted. In case you missed it, Maria, (laughs) I'm giving you that hot tip right now. But I really struggled and I tried different things. I did like ballet classes. I'd never danced before, but I thought it'd be fun. I tried French lessons, which I did get a book club out of. So that worked out beautifully. But it wasn't until I started sewing and I started blogging. And then we're kind of back. I feel like a ye olde back in the day. We'd comment on each other's blogs and Twitter was a bit of a thing. So we kind of tweeted each other and then Instagram started And it was actually, I found other Canberra sewing friends through people I met through sewing in Melbourne because I went down for an event down there. Mm. I was like, I can't find anyone. I'm all alone. And one of the women down there was like, hey, how about you try following this person? So I pulled out my phone, Googled them, found their details and started stalking Kirsty in the most consensual, positive way ever. And it kind of just rolled from there. Like we started this little organic group and there was probably five or six of us who'd get together And we'd go to a local sewing store once every month or two. Mm. And then kind of at word of mouth and more people wanted to come join us. And I love helping people connect because I understand what it's like to be in camera, be super lonely. So we decided to find a venue and we found this great community hall and it was all just done by email to start with. But then that got too big. So we now have a Facebook group with, I think, a about 200 members I could have just made that number up but we meet once a month and it's just fantastic we've got a great range of new sewers so people who've been sewing for ages established sewers thank you you're welcome but yeah we've got a whole wonderful mix of people so it's just the Canberra sewing crew are awesome folks and we occasionally do events too which we've had you at which has been delightful I love the high tea that was really good so many types of tea I swear there were like 50 It was good. It was a great day. Yeah, we enjoy hanging out together. And we come down to Sydney sometimes too. So we'll all just get on the Greyhound bus that's like 20 bucks each way and take little boxes of snacks and come down for frocktails. So hopefully next year we have a few frocktails happening. Fingers crossed. All the fingers. Yeah. We're coming into BP Sovember. It is. It's happening again. This is our seventh year. Yeah, that's, yeah, I can't believe we're at year number seven. Who would have thought? Yeah, you've done really well. Thank you. It's the little challenge that could. And did. And did and has and hopefully continues to help sewists make connections across the world. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly truly thought I'd get 40 posts in the first month. That was my literal goal. 
and here we are today. I'm just so delighted. I've made some of my dearest friends through Sovember, which to me was the whole point of it, just making those connections. From 2014, when that started, it was one of the first challenges that I'd seen on Instagram. And I think about that time, it was kind of new. And it really did bring a lot of people together globally. So yeah, congratulations to you. Thank you. It was the, I think, and I please do not take this on any authority, and I'm very happy to be corrected here. I think it may have been like the first sewing-oriented photo challenge Mm -hmm. on Instagram that I've found so far. Other ones, like I was really heavily influenced by Fat Mum Slim's Photo A Day challenge and a dear friend of mine, Jess, who is in the creative business field, had actually just run one for creative entrepreneurs. And when your best friend's talking up a great idea on how she'd met all these great people and here I was, this lonely little sewist, was like, ooh, maybe I can make more friends. And that's kind of where it just you know, went off from. And people seem to really respond and start commenting on each other's posts and um, follow the hashtag and meet new folks, which has just been delightful. And it's just continued on. Lots of other people have loved the concept and have created more hashtags. And I think that's a good thing. It's a global community and you started it to connect with people and it continues, those hashtag challenges continue to connect people. So that's wonderful. I love seeing all the different and participating in lots of different sewing challenges. There's a great one that's still going right now, which is Notion Commotion from Miss Silly's Pants. That one's been bad because I now have this shopping list of tools <laughs> I did not know existed. And I'm like, hmm, how many things can I put on my Christmas list? It's just wonderful. And I think what I really love about the Instagram sewing community is the opportunity, especially now with stories, to kind of see those a little less filtered and varnished bits of people's lives. Like maybe it makes me sound like a stalker, but I actually do just want to Like when people are just pick up the phone and have a chat to the camera and it feels like I get to know them a little bit better. And that was one thing I added, I think last year was the first year. Mm. Time still has no meaning, thanks COVID. That I added Instagram stories template and also condensed it. It was originally for the first five years, a month long challenge. And that's just, those were the days when we were young and (laughs) had the energy but condensed it down to a week and added those stories templates. And it's been really great because there are some folks who aren't comfortable or don't want to share on their feed. And I think having multiple ways to connect is really awesome because in the end, I've never done prizes. I've never done sponsorship. It's just always been about connecting and getting to know people. So the more accessible something can be, the better. And accessibility is something that's really important to me is including as many people as possible. Yeah, and I think that's the key for me as a sewer who's on Instagram, the fact that the challenge that you've always had for BP Sovember has been to connect people and there's been nothing else around it. So it's truly a sewing community connecting challenge, which I love. And I know a lot of people enjoy and the fact that you had those templates in stories, I actually learned how to use them properly. Can I just say I'm... I'm getting a little bit nerdy here, but I'm really, really excited about my templates this year. I have the most rudimentary self-taught knowledge of Photoshop and I actually finally Googled like how to draw a table and whatnot in Photoshop this year. And I have some really cool stories templates. So they're not just all respond with a GIF or respond with a text box. 
yeah, I'm just really excited about these ones this year. They're more interactive and hopefully we'll be teaching folks who maybe don't know some of the cool tips and tricks in stories, some new things. I know I learned some new things making them. So hopefully that'll um, make for some really exciting responses for people. It's going to be a really fun week. I think so. I, I think 2020 has been a really trying year for lots of people in lots of different ways. And I did debate whether or not it was appropriate to run Sovember this year. I was worried it would come off as frivolous, which, I mean, it is a bit of fun, frivolous fun, I guess. But I also think that in times when stuff is tough, it's really important to have connections. And I'm hoping that real strong emphasis I'm putting with all my captions and all the framing and scaffolding around Sovember this year is it's about making connections and meeting new solace and drawing strength from each other. The thing I'm really excited about Sovember this year is it's all about getting to meet new people and forging those new relationships, making new connections and really drawing strength from each other. I think that's, for me, the main reason I do it. So listeners, it's hashtag BP Sovember and it's running from the 1st to the 7th of November this year. And the whole point of it is to connect each other. So if people are thinking about getting involved in hashtag BP Sovember this year, what advice would you give them? Oh, okay. My advice would be have fun. That is truly the, the meaning of it. I definitely have fallen victim to uh, being worried my photos didn't look great or weren't beautifully composed or my angles were not gorgeous. I have been working really hard just to throw up photos. And I think that's a really important thing with Sovember is it's about making connections. So get in there, do it. Please, please do not feel obliged to post on every day. Just post to the prompts that really speak to you and you've, that make you feel comfortable. I've also chosen prompts this year and you can see them there up on my feed already but none of them actually require you to be in front of the camera. They're pretty open-ended, so you can interpret them how you wish. But also, if you don't love taking photos, do the stories templates. Um, that way you can just quickly respond to them, take a screenshot, respond with a GIF or some text. It's all about opting in to what makes you feel good. Or you know what? You love lurking. We love lurkers. <laughs> just like the hashtag. Maybe you want to follow some new people or comment. I'm such a teacher. I'm like, everybody can get involved how they want. There's no right or wrong way to do it. So just have a go. Amanda, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today, for giving us the details about what's happening with hashtag BP Sovember this year. And listeners, get involved or lurk. We love a lurker, Maria. And I, I'm going to be honest, there's many hashtags I lurk and then I find new people to follow. So there's no right or wrong way. Thanks again, Amanda. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Amanda. Sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, and from all good podcast distributors. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.